Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's 90 Day Gate. Let's love. Yay, we did it. Y'all, this is 90 Day Gaze. And I'm here, this is an extra special surprise guest. I'm here, not with Maddie, that I'm already in a better mood, um, uh, but with Chris Farah, y'all. Chris Farah, uh, she already has yeah. her own YouTube channel with 90 Days. Y'all say hello, hello to, I'll just say, say hello to Chris Farah. So people in their, people in their cars are saying, hello, Chris Farah. Chris Farah, introduce yourself. Who the fuck are you? Hi guys, how are you? Why is my voice so high? It's no, it's just, you know, <laughs> that's not how it is. I don't worry at all. Like, what if you didn't know me and you thought that that's what you were going to be hearing for the next hour? Like, hi guys. Um, I'd hate you. <laughs> you just click off. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Farah. I am so excited to be here. It just randomly in our lives is that I've been friends with both Jake and Maddie for yes. a very long time, and it's also randomly in our lives. I love this goddamn show and I talk about it all the time. <laughs> she, she does a YouTube recap for every episode. So y'all, you yeah. can search. Uh, what's your What's your um, YouTube channel? Just your name? It's, yeah, my name, Chris Farah. Farah like Farah Fawcett. Starts with an F. There's only one R. Uh, yeah, so Chris Farah, honey, on YouTube. It's like, I, yeah, I love pop culture, television, obviously. I recap shows. 90 Day Fiance is my bread and butter, and there's so many, you know, offshoots, honey, but I've done Love After Lockup, and I've done the Bravo shows, and you know, I've even, like, dipped my toe in Celebrity Big Brother. So, in Big Brother, so... There is many different offshoots of uh, 90 Days as there are nationalities of Angelina's children. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're diverse, honey. Yeah, very yeah. diverse. Just like, uh, yeah, just like real housewives, honey. All the cities, like 90 Day was like, oh, we're coming for it. You know, like you don't even, can't keep track of our stars. It's, and and I, and we kind of, we kind of think that I love the other way. The other way is like my, my show because it feels super real. And um, even though it's not, I know it's totally scripted. Happily Ever After, this is the first season we've watched. And Maddie oh. and I both. And Maddie, this has been like a slog. This has been, there are all these terrible people. The only the only bright light in it, well, really not because she's kind of Eeyore, but she should be, is Kalani. Uh, and you kind of root <laughs> for, for Kalani. Nobody anyway, but, loves me. <laughs> but you've been watching this probably from the beginning. Love this show. You know, I have, I've, I liked Happily Ever After a lot and I didn't mind the season. I'm going to be honest, like not to like take a little devil's advocate, but going into these. We love to disagree here on this channel. Going into the last two seasons that are on TV concurrently, which is the other way and Happily Ever After, I thought I was going to love the other way. Like, you know, like no way, like there was no way that I was not going to be obsessed with it. Like first gay couples are in love. They're so sweet. They're like very lovely, like Brittany and Yazin, you know, like I love, why would I not be obsessed with that? But, you know, truthfully is that it just got boring while happily ever after gave me my shot of Angela and I yeah. need a shot of Angela yeah. every day. She, no, but yeah. at least once a week. Uh, I, I think she's, I think I would not like her in, in real life. I think, but I enjoy watching her hijinks. You know, she has two spinoffs that are supposed to happen. They, they announced like a couple of days ago that there may be one with just her and or one with her and Skyla and the fertility issues. And ain't no Angela going to have a baby. We all know Angela cannot tote a baby. <laughs> I talked about that one ghost egg that held on in her uterus. I couldn't even believe it when they had that scene. I was like, where is that? That's not an egg, honey. It's a polyp. That's not an egg. I mean, I couldn't believe it when it was happening. Also, like, and we can get into this, but... It was really crazy to watch this tell-all special part two and them talking about how she wants a kid and how Skyla has to be able to one that's going to give it to her because it's for her mm-hmm. bloodline. And Skyla's like, no. And the whole time, Jakey Poo, I am like, we're not going to talk about Scotty, are we? We're not no. going to even bring her name up. Like the no. whole time, they're like, if only we could find an egg in my bloodline and someone to carry and tote it. And Skyla's like, it's not me. And I feel like Skyla the whole time want to be like, well, it would have been nice if it could have been Scotty, your other kid. But I don't know. She's just so messed up. And you don't want her blood in your kids. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty fucked up. We don't talk about Scotty. They're probably they probably can't even contractually mention her. Yeah, uh, because of. PR for the show. People go crazy. Yeah. I, because people, yeah. I think, thought that Angela wouldn't even be on the show after all that came out. Because, of course, Scotty was on the show. I, I, I don't think that their, that TLC Matt Sharp's ethics are as strong as ours. <laughs> um, but I think, cha-ching, matters a lot yeah. more than your own ethics. But, you know, yeah. all you have to do, Larissa, all you have to do is be in contract violation Jeffrey from last season can beat his wife to death and, or not to death, but like at least three or four, he's DV emperor. Um, That's not a problem. Paul can like burn down a barn. No one has a problem with that or a house Uh, or a relationship. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Or can terrorize Karini. 
so thing. obviously it's not a problem with bad people. It's a problem with bad press. Mm. So they didn't ooh, even want garbage. to address Paul and Carini. They didn't even want to like Sean Robinson didn't even want to address like Paul and Carini not being there. Like Yeah. And like I every, <laughs> you do kind of forget. But like the weirdest thing is they're such good tell all bait or he is that like she's like sucking his dick the whole time, prompt prompting him for information about Karini and that baby. And when she's when they're not there, like Paul and Karini can't join us today. I'm like, mm, okay. Um anyway, uh so uh we we said uh we did say we did know each other and uh we've known each other. Jake. For like, oh, like probably like fifteen years, and it's crazy. It's not we for forty five years. Um, I knew Chris from working at UCB and Upright Citizen Brigade, and then uh, Chris. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, play piano for Chris in her one woman show uh, about a highfalutin prostitute uh, named Fancy, Fancy Jean Baker. Yes, uh, I want to. I'm going to bring her back. By the way, I'm going to do something with her. I was going to do something her pre-COVID. We were, you know, well, yeah, we were. We we're talking about it. Um, and then oh, she wow. actually was. She was the one of the few people who's ever been on stage with both me and Maddie at the event called Cabaret. Yeah, because, uh, we usually don't let anybody else on stage with us. <laughs> Allie and Lindsay, yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, early it. on. Yeah, early yeah, yeah. on, early yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, but but. Chris Farah, we would we would maybe let a drag queen on the stage with us, but Chris Farah is a little less than a gay man, a little more than a drag queen. That's, um, so so <laughs> That's the sweetest thing I ever heard. I'm cry- I want to cry. You can put that in a pull quote. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just surrounded by laurels on my website. <laughs> yes, I want like <laughs> I wanted like a film festival. Uh, <laughs> three and a half stars. We, we always talk about star search and for some reason mm-hmm. penis sizes and him, and him going three and a quarter stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take three and a quarter stars. Me too. I just like it. The quarters. That's a really yeah. specific uh, measurement. Um, so let's jump into this. Let's just mm-hmm. jump into the show. So you said you liked this season of, of happily ever after. Uh, more. Oh, I should. You know what? Let's mention why you're doing this. <laughs> oh, I don't want to yeah. give. Uh, uh, Chris is gratefully filling in for Maddie Marr today because Maddie's dealing with more stuff with his dad's, uh, uh, basically his dad's health. And I don't want to get too much into it, but basically Maddie said, "There's no way I can do this today." And I was like, "Let's spring into action. This is a good time for Chris Farah, and here she is." In a bathroom, no so less. I, yeah. I love Maddie so much. I have waited to be on the show. It is like, a, I wish, of course, that Maddie was here and we could all talk about this dumbass thing together. My heart and my prayers are with him, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I love me some Maddie. So thank you for having oh. me on the show. And I'm missing him right now. Vive la difference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> It's something. This is what I think about when I think about that. It's a French term for like men are from Mars, women are from Yeah, Venus. it is. Like you know what? Men that's, are, women are different. Is that what that, it is? That's something you say when you don't know. When I wanted to say something disparaging about Maddie, and I decided not to. Um, 
Uh, no, we've yeah. actually been we, with Hall. This drama with his dad—I shouldn't call it drama, but it's dad's illness. I we have been we've been so I I have been we've been so good to each other, which is rare. We normally just pick at each other constantly. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh. so let's just jump into this part two. Sure. We begin with America's favorite fairy tale, Kalani and his. <laughs> But it started off that way. Could you imagine you go to your homeland, Jake? Let's just say you're yeah. not from America. You go to your homeland, honey. You're in a gorgeous resort. There's an activities director there. You're a virgin, okay? You have never touched Cena D because she was raised that way. She's a virgin. She's there. There's a there's a guy. He has a very square jawline. She's someone into that yeah. near set eyes. That turns her on. That's fine. <laughs> She's like, this guy's my culture. He's obsessed with her. He like he they have like a lust bubble as you will and we can talk yes. about that lust bubble and other things then they like can't get their hands off each other they get married so they can like or they get they bone they get knocked up they're like we have to get married or whatever mm-hmm. and then she brings them over and that this is her life now it did start as a fairy tale but of course it like disintegrates into i mean hell on earth honey this is hell i, I feel so bad for her i do too and i think she's got a remarkable amount of perspective and that's what I love about her. Both her and her sister. I want them to her do a fucking... I agree. And I had a problem with it. Colony, um, Colony, think... Colony, Colony, <laughs> Poodle, Canini, Katiti. No. Yeah. The Colony used to be a, fi- a theater where I grew up. <laughs> we say, Can I, you want to go to the Colony and see Terminator 2? Oh, the Colony in Burbank, honey, does quality work. That's true. Well, I think they're. I think that theater's done. Oh, okay. We can we'll whisper about it right here. No one will know. Bad management. Bad management. Oh, I won't tell. Oh, hashtag yeah. L A T H T R. Anyway, this was just the movie theater, the Colony Theaters, where I wanted to, where we, where I saw. I think I saw Honey. I Shrunk the Kids there. Oh, uh, monumental. Did you hear about Rock, Rick Moranis, by the way? Not to get off subject, but you did hear that Rick Moranis was sucker punched on the Upper East Side in New York out of nowhere this week. He was punched in the face and it was very upsetting. And I could only think of, this is the worst thing I thought of, is right. that someone really didn't like that they made a sequel called Honey, Blue, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> and that's a terrible thing to say. And I feel remorse for that. Well, um, I again. Don't, don't. don't. Uh, so you're you nailed it Th- that she thought this kind of fairy tale thing this you know maybe slow on the uptake guy it must be charming it must be charming being there in Samoa uh, yeah. and then she takes him back and like oh no this is just how it is yeah, oh no he's young and dumb he's just dumb it's like when it's like in what's that movie? Now I'm like, this is what Maddie and I always do. What's that movie where blah 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 happens? You know, the, the Matthew McConaughey has the stoner. Um, what's Half that movie? No. Days and Confused. Uh, Days and Confused. When you say, oh, he's real hot, and then you take him home, and you're like, no, he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's just a. It's just the only thing she's guilty of is extremely bad judgment in men, mm-hmm. and and she's tried her best. So she just anyway. said, no, honey, she was a virgin. She was just so horny, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's how I was. And I'm just putting it on her, honey. You know, like they just, <laughs> her, 
she just wanted a way out, I think. And she's so pretty. I really loved like everything. She Kalani gave me a lot during this uh, tell all. Obviously, popcorn, oh. which I really appreciated. <laughs> Jinky. She just went to over one Bredenbacher. She popped some honey, some like what it was. She like put it into a container and just chomped it. Watch the drama unfold, honey, as if it wasn't happening to her in that moment. But and and the moment she chose when Moneybags was apologizing. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, when Moneybags apologizes, she apologizes. It's like she's it's like she's delivering like some type of monologue in a civil war movie. She's like <laughs> she's like, Kalani, I am so sorry for all of my family. And what I have done to you and the kids. And I mean, I only want you to have the best in life. And I, if but if by chance you have an extra hundred dollars, you can drop it in the mail or DHL. We have FedEx. Cash app. Cash app. My Venmo. WhatsApp. Give me money. As I just scream when I'm around the house these days. Um, By the way, I don't know if you ever saw, I talk about it all the time because it makes me laugh till I cry. Someone had a meme with her at that goat farm and it's, and and it it was, she was petting the goat and it said, she feeling for that goat's wallet. (laughs) No, I miss that. That's so funny. Anyway, money bags. uh, Kalani brought out the popcorn and, Ate it while Moneybags delivered a soliloquy that was supposed to be uh, unbelievable. Um, anyway. And Tammy uh, just ruins it. Like, you know, I mean, Tammy is just like, no, I don't care what happens to you, your kids, your kids could die. I, I mean, I'll run over your kids if necessary. Like, the whole point is give my family money. Like, that's I the just, bottom line. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if Tammy's for real. I don't know if someone <laughs> if someone is that much of a fucking twisty mustache villain. I mean, I, it could Colty? be that she's that's true. He's diabolical though. There's he enjoys fucking with people. I think what Tammy, if Colt and Tammy got together. They deserve each other. They do. They do. Ugh. Um, but Colty she would just yell him. Yeah, but Colty's used to giving moms money. That's true. Um, anyway, so Tammy is Tammy's jumping on her like nobody's business, y'all, saying, no. you know, they just need to get divorced because we need that money. We yeah. we, we need that sweet, sweet coin. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that their- part-time yo taste taste <laughs> tester money. That's right. He works part-time at a health food store. Uh, well honey he also now is doing the dance lessons sorry you're right um (laughs) but he also has to pay for the for the massive amounts of volleyball they don't just let him play volleyball for free although he wished they would oh you know what do we what let's we we've weighed in what do you think his problem is we've 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 talked about it I said there's definitely a language issue but there's also some type of sensory processing thing like yes. he can't process him, his emotions because in maybe Samoa men aren't really uh, expected to process their emotions somehow. 
but I think there's something even more at work. Because I know some Samoan people and they're not like him. Yeah, he seems to be devoid of like a certain amount of like, um, I guess, confidence and self-identity, you know. And I think that like if I was to be like generically traditional in those comments, it'd be like he doesn't seem to be like, it seems to be he's not a, like a, um, he doesn't, he can't be like a man of himself, like his own like desires yeah. and wants, can't stand like in his own decisions, he can't just be like, it's always, it's always very telling when you have family members willing to go on a show and like tear apart the decisions, life decisions of someone in their family, because it means they don't respect them. Like Tammy and right. his mom don't respect Asuelu's. And so in order for that to be true, which it is, we could see the behavior patterns and that it's, and that's <laughs> thusly it's true. It means that he like for his whole life has been, not to be trusted in in decision making, yeah. basic decision making. So I think that I yeah I think we're dealing with someone who's on the spectrum, uh, yeah. someone who's a little slow. I guess is maybe like the colloquial term for he's slow. I mean, yeah, that's that's probably the the most most catch all word for simple. it. He's a simpleton, but, right? A little, yeah. I mean, yeah. And when you're raised by, I I think that you just used a term that people would use to diagnose mental illness in the 19th century. <laughs> He's quite the simpleton. Um. <laughs> I used a bunch of, like he's not like he's not a man. I used a bunch of, but you, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I did. I believe they called it loons. He's a loon. <laughs> he uh, needs some lithium and a good spoon. I don't know. Yeah, I I did say when she brought out the popcorn, I laughed like an actual lunatic, like like someone they put in a <laughs> an asylum who goes, <laughs> just like Daffy Duck. That you are, I yeah. Laughed. It made you giddy. Oh, it was so good. And I, so anyway, y'all, the, all you need to know basically is this whole situation, Kalini, or Kalini, Kalani, God, you're right. The names are too close. No, um, the mom really messed us up for that one. Yeah. And her name is Lisa. <laughs> she was so, she's like, I got to have some like in, exotic names for these ones. And then yeah. she was just like, I really like those K names. She's like Chris Jenner. Yes. Oh. Oh. But uh, with a little yeah. more self-examination. Yeah, and better uh, hair. <laughs> she does have better hair. Lisa has so, the best hair. They all have great hair. I mean, Kalani, Kalini, Kaloni, yeah. Colony, they all have great hair. So anyway, but Sean Robinson asked her, um, uh, she's like, what do you think of these moments after you're seeing them? How are you now? And they're a long pause where I felt myself age. And Kalani says, it's basically the same as it was now. Nothing has changed. And the sadness that I've been feeling for, what, nine months dropped out of my chest. And I almost, I yelled at this guttural, because <laughs> I, really, I, I want the best for her. I really do. I like her. Um, I, I don't. I don't think she ever knew what she would sign up for in this reality TV kind of thing. And, but boy, he's, he's a fucking albatross. If he, she could do so much. I truly know he it's the hard part for me with that storyline again, was the sister, sister conversation where Kalini and Kalani are in Kalani and Kalini were like, <laughs> whatever the non main one. Cal- okay. It's Kalani. It's Kalani. Kalani. Kalani's the main one, and the other one's Kalini. Kalini. So Kalini, Kalini turns to Kalani and is like, if 
this was me. If I was in your situation, you would want me to leave this person so hard. And I felt yeah. that. I was just like, yeah, like if any of like my best friends were in that situation, like I, this is what I said last night, honey. I, I mean, did you watch the Paris Hilton documentary on YouTube? No, I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It is. That's interesting. It's yes, I think it's good. I mean, good is relative or whatever. But I will say that, like you know, there's parts where she has like a nightmare, a reoccurring nightmare, where she's gonna in the middle of the night, people come and take her because she had to go to behavioral schools because she was like an out of her mind like rich kid and like her parents. Yeah, this is what they did. Okay, so I was like, this is what I would fucking do. Sorry, if this is what I would do if it was like me knowing, you can swear. It's fine. Uh, so I would absolutely come in the middle of the night and take her, the two kids and everything. I'd be like, I don't care if you're scared about this This is what's happening. I'm saving you from your own life. Um, I know we're going to leave this topic and I just want to talk about Tammy's outfit. Um, Tammy, this whole, Tammy, this whole time is like about to get beaten by Angela, which thank God Angela's doing the Lord. I mean, Angela's doing as much as he can during this tell all to remind us that violence is always possible because that's what usually happens when Angela's on a, like a reunion special anyway. She she does she she almost she and Rebecca uh, almost came to blows and that was when I realized Rebecca was a tall woman and I was so shocked because I'd never seen her next to anybody but Zied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And every time that she was next to Zied, I would look at their butts. I would look at both of their butts together, just like in those jeans and those leather jackets. I would just like butt 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 butt. You know, Cammy's <laughs> um, there and like again, uh, she's wearing a Polynesian one shoulder puff dress and she yes. is just like on a, in a beige couch how it has to be told what's what with angela like angela's gonna come and she's gonna take her down don't do that to her kalani yeah because they're besties obviously yeah um I'd, yeah i would be best friends with angela but i would i would have angela beat up someone for me because i feel like yeah she'd be good at it I, i'm terrified of her um and i won't pick you up I, I will, I will, I have one thing to say about, um, uh, Colini does, uh, say, you can beat me up too. And she's like, uh, or, 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 sorry, Tammy says, uh, I'll beat you up too. And Colini's like, you want my address? Yeah. <laughs> the sisters are just bringing it. Um, and then, but then we find out, but to end this segment is the fact, uh, he leaves, he's gone. And he's already blocked her, blocked her phone. Um, not to be confused with the Silver Twins. Lock your number, lock your number on your phone, lock your number. This is an actual block, which they yeah, said yeah, yeah. was the song of the summer. <laughs> yeah. And we still say that that was not the song of the summer. Lock your number was like number number 211 on like samgoody.com. I think uh, that you were honest. That's a compliment. That's a compliment what you just said. Like <laughs> your number. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the song was summer right underneath Watermelon Sugar. And right in WAP. WAP just barely topped it. Uh, can you yes. imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, I will say that, like, he blocked her so fast, just like a volleyball about to come over a net, honey, and he just jumped up and blocked it. He loves volleyball. Jake, how does anyone love volleyball that much? He plays, like, five times a week. Even his own mom, crazy-ass money bags, was like, stop. I told him to stop playing the volleyball and stay home. And he still is like, I'm getting off of the Zoom to go play more volleyball. He loves it. Overhand, do you think he serves overhand or underhand? It- I, think- <laughs> I think he serves underhand. I think I think he's an underhander server. I agree. <laughs> yeah. He 
He bumps it. He he yeah. bumps. <laughs> yeah, he does bump. I bet they play very polite volleyball. I bet no one ever spikes it. They just pop the. It's it's very polite. He's like, I'm um, going to get. Are you okay if I get it? Do I not get it? <laughs> Anyway, you're right. There's way too much volleyball being played. And they they have two very young children. Very yeah. young. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I don't have a lot to say much more. Um, but, you guys, they're in an – she's in, let's be honest, she's in an unwinnable situation. She yeah. either needs to leave her mm-hmm. – uh, leave her husband – or or struggle through life with those kids. I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. Um, anyway, and that's that's that. Yeah. She. Thank God she has a mom. Thank God she has a mom, and her dad seems to be a pretty strong. Low. Yeah. Although I do wish, just going back, I do wish that the dad had told Aswilu's mom a little more of like what's up or what's not going to be up because we waited for that, and then he just was kind of like. Well, there's a difference in a Samoan culture and American yeah. culture. And I told him that. I want to be like, uh, they're basically saying that they should give him th- them money because you guys already make so much money. You could take care of everyone. Thoughts? Like I wanted yeah. him to look. But. <laughs> we thought that was going to be like a Godzilla versus Mothra moment. Yes. We, we were sitting there like, like chewing our nails. And I, yeah. and I, I expected money. I get power of money bags. And he's like, well, I'm going to let you do that. It's yes. that's my closest, my closest thing to low is sling blade. <laughs> good. I think it's good. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got about those two. You know uh-huh. what? I, I hope the best for them. Kalani, if you need me to come get you in the night, uh-huh. I will. Chris and I will, will come down and get you. Or Kalani will come. Or, or Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we talk about Gaslighter in Chief Colt? Oh, my God. He. <laughs> he okay. So I'm going to, I will say, I can be a little balanced. Obviously, he, you know, lost some LBs. And in a very Tom yeah. type way, he shows up thing and thinks he's like suddenly the best thing in the whole world, honey. Like drops 20 pounds and thinks he's like male Giselle. Yes. He just looks like even more of a rat face to me. Yes. Like uh, he looks like that sloth, that like, like, like that sloth. He looks, it looks like an animated character somehow. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it, that fake Justin Bieber hair is not doing him any, any favors either. No. And uh, Debbie shows up looking like a extra from like Pleasantville or like whatever, <laughs> like what is where did that transformation happen? Like, who are you, Debbie? I said on part one of the tell-all that her hair looked exactly like something that a, a female warden of a prison would have. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, it, yeah, it, that, it, it was like fire engine red. It hurt your eyes. And, uh, and as Larissa said, red like devil. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you okay talking about drinking if we had had a drinking game where we took a shot every time jess called colty a liar liar boy a liar how wasted slash incapacitated slash not alive would we be at the end of this tell-all i'd be at cedars right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah honey uh, i can't 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unable yeah. to read. You a liar, boy. Yeah. Set me on fire, boy. Scatter yeah, boy. It was oh liar, liar boy. Um, I the interesting thing here, and what do you? We've talked about this before, but do you think Jess? I, it's, it was a little bit like thy dust protest too much. Do you think she ever loved him, or she just kind of wanted to be on the? show for a green card and everything else and she just enjoys now what she's playing up because how could you love culty let's be honest you you can't see him in the bathing suit when she saw him in the bathing suit and like that should have been it yeah yeah you know she's she's a liar as well you know i kind of thought so too i mean i i kind of i kind of like her a little bit um because i think good morning my dick was my one of my favorite things that I used to say um, before COVID. Good morning, my dick. Yeah, well, that's the best morning. part of waking up, y'all. Better than soldiers. Cup, dick in your cup. Jeez. Yeah, instead of a dick in a box, honey, it's a dick in a cup. I like my cup. I like my dick, black and hot in the cup. I don't oh, know. there you go. I love it. Uh, so, y'all, um, Debbie is basically trying to defend Colt as usual. And, La- mm-hmm. and Larissa, Vanessa shows up too, or, uh, uh, and, and uh, Colt's like, hey, Vanessa. And everyone's like, hey, Vanessa. And Larissa screams at Vanessa, Crocodila. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked it up, and in Portuguese, um, a, when you call someone a crocodile, it is someone who cannot be trusted. Um, uh, yeah. And also someone who's a fake. Um, but I loved, he called, she called her crocodile girl at least twice. Yeah, I, did. I just saw Vanessa's like face going out and going, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> she has a very interesting face, very interesting, weird eyes. Her eye makeup looked really crazy. You know, she, and their timeline of what it is, is like so, okay. It's oh. so strange. Right. It's like a it's a messed up timeline of like them being together or just like sleeping together. But then he asks if he if she will be his girlfriend. She says no. And then he starts dating other people. But they sleep together again. And then she's just living together. But they're like, he doesn't want to be with them because she doesn't want to be with them because he lies to women. Like, what? It's all it's all garbage. Um, yeah. uh, that was that sex only happened because they would drink together. That's has to be it. That's yeah. the only reason you fuck cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you made a poor decision after like four whiskey sours. Yes. Yeah. I just I think that he tells these women like things they want to hear too. I think that he, you know, I think obviously you said gaslight. I think that he's a crazy manipulator. And I think that he also finds women who intrinsically want something, needs, want something that, you know, isn't um, just like his sparkling personality. Like they want something from him. And like, unfortunately now he gets to offer these women fame, which is important. He, um, he's also very intelligent and plays women um, for that. And he also finds women who most of the time, besides Vanessa, can't, whose language is not first English. And so he can kind of, pull one over them on them easier and oh, you're right he finds vulnerable women who yes. he's gross he's a fucking predator yeah um, he is. 
And, and his, his mom is messed up too, honey. And they're so gross together. And like he toggles in the in this two part tell all between sometimes being like, "So what, Jessica? Like I I you know I I didn't love you." Like it's almost like throwing it in her face. And sometimes it's like, "Jessica, I'm really sorry. I didn't love you." You know, or whatever. Yeah. He kind of goes between like being really mean about it, like wanting to be like an asshole, and then being like. I don't know. He, he Ike Turner's like 11 times in their segment. Yeah. And yeah. it's so creepy. And I, and I loved it though. When, when, uh, and Jess even said, Jess, Jess said, why did you date me? If you love Vanessa? Cause he said, Oh, yeah. I love Vanessa. And he's like, well, because, uh, she said no. And I would have dated her otherwise. Yeah. And she's like, that's not, that's not, that's not what you said before. And it's like yeah. he just come up with all these reasons, and he's he even said he even said this this sounded like such a cavalier. It's like I'm sorry that you were in a shitty relationship with me. Not I'm sorry for what I did to you. I'm yeah. sorry you were in a shitty relationship with me, which means you had a lot to do with it. Translation. Yeah, you uh, like, agree like, to it. It was He's a like a weird best. relationship rapist, like you know. In the <laughs> he is. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, it's he is. It's really manipulative. It's really hard to watch. The Debbie thing in him is so gross. Like that's a whole other layer. Like if he was just, I mean, it would be abhorrent to watch him being a manipulative gaslighter to this woman the whole time. But then to add in this, like, watch him next to his crazy ass mom, and you know that, like, during the commercial breaks, honey, he's like taking one of them titties out and sucking them. In. You know, he likes the like, comfort suckle. That's how he's gotten through quarantine, honey. And they are dried, shivered. Like, that's why Larissa wanted small areolas because she had seen Debbie's wrinkly old baloney sized nips the whole time. And she's like, I don't want the, the, the Debbie areolas. And so she got her areolas to be the size of like amoebas you know like that's you know that's what the look is but at the same time it's because of what debbie did i mean this is like a gray gardens hell they live in you know like oh, we don't know totally. the real. it's I, th- watching debbie and this is the perfect thing to bring up to this on this podcast watching debbie and colt is like watching a weird version of gray gardens and who's afraid of virginia wolf because they're yes. playing mind games with each other and around each other also a little bit of cruel intention you know, the french version <laughs> oh yeah psycho but also yes. liaisons because the, the, they're the, like the, 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 people Yes, yeah, so like many people like you know, like Debbie obviously didn't want uh, Jess and her son to be in a relationship. At the same time, there's unspoken sexual attention across. I mean, it is it is a three I those agree. three things together for me. Great Gardens, when, my favorite Virginia Wolf, and Dangerous Liaisons. When uh, Sean Robinson asked, "We're getting ahead of ourselves," but at the end, how much sex are you having? I expected Colt to raise his hand and say how much he was having with Debbie as well. Yeah, uh, just so, the usual. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> we haven't changed much since quarantine. Yeah, it's the same for us. We bang yeah. it out twice a we bang it out twice a week. We're uh, we're gonna talk about that though, the sex question, right? Because Eric's oh, answer with Larissa was so crazy. I've got a lot of thoughts about him. Um yeah, and we've, uh-huh. talked, we've talked about him consistently on the podcast, and he's such an enigma for me, and and he fascinates me and also repels me. And I don't know why. Uh, speaking of, I had a we had someone send me, and I can't share it because I promised they would not. I I I oh, no. am a position of his penis. Um, and good I will. Good morning, penis. You have a good morning, air etiquette. Good morning, 
my dick Enneke. Uh yeah. I will say this to you, Chris. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was surprised. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was surprised. It is a very memorable penis. It is definitely something that is worth taking a chance on. It is definitely <laughs> take a chance on me. Take a chance on me. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a suck a dick. 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 Etiquette. Now, okay. I it is it is ample in proportions. Um, he there's something about him that's so repellent though, and I don't know yeah. what it is. And I feel well, like, go ahead. I'm sorry. He looks to me. No, I'm sorry. In the tell, he looked like a 22 year old constantly in an old face app. <laughs> yes, was his hair, but like, there's also something that is he's not all the way there. He's not all the way there. And I feel like there's, um, I feel like either he's a huge phony who's yes. got a kind of a narcissism thing going on or, or his, I mean, we think, we think he's got some kind of sexual compulsion thing. Um, we think he's probably bi almost. Yes. Certainly. I think he's been up, up, up front about it. Um, and I think being on television and being a man who he thinks he has to be highly sexual uh, to show he's really into women. Um, and we think he protests too much about it. Yes. Um, yeah, there's something about him. And, like, the fact that he wears – he had a collared shirt today. Production bought him so many V-necked shirts uh, in every most unflattering color possible for him. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. All disturbing. He's very interesting. I do feel like he's fake. Of course, he wants to be in the show. Like, I do can't stand when mm-hmm. he talks. He talks like he is going to walk you through each decimal. Yes. Honey, he is signing <laughs> his own talking in a version of sign language that we don't know. You know, like, that's one thing. And then, um, the you know, it was crazy how much he internalized and made, like, his her surgeries all about him. Like, he literally was oh. like, they talk about people going through surgery, but what they don't talk about is the people not in surgery just waiting for them and how hard it is for them. The people just waiting, not in surgery, to watch these people recover. It's hard for me. I'm talking about me. I mean, just like, oh, my God. <laughs> he... He tried to cry almost as hard as Darcy and Stacey in this last episode. And they've had so much work. They've had so much work. They can just do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a little poop leaked out when they were trying to cry. (laughs) Yeah. That was a very Uh, good silver sister. (laughs) Very good. Um, Anyway, so... Uh, basically Colt says, he finally says, you know, Jess, I don't know. I don't know why I lied to her. Um, this is the weirdest explanation. She gave me this identity as like her boyfriend and I just want to have a family and I want to like be, and I want to have an identity and I'm 35 and I don't know who I am yet. And I was like, (laughs) I know. You what victim-y you McVictim. Right? And it was so awful because it was like he was in some type of like one of those really bad existential plays written in the 90s about being in your 30s. Like we were going to do the movie Sideways again. And Colt, <laughs> like, I just want to go drink wine. I don't know who yeah. I am. Maybe I need a different career. Do I want to yeah. be an artist? 
Yeah, Aww. it just felt so bad to me. Um, God. And so basically, and then so uh, Vanessa Vanessa chimes in again, and Larissa in her milkmaid braids screams, Lie, you're a crocodile girl again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love her milkmaid braids. Honey, those titties are so big. That's another reason why oh. she had to have a small areola because literally you would see them in like what she's wearing. They are so hard. <laughs> Jake, they are just. They're hardest beach balls, like just oh, oh they're like God. they're like they're gonna choke her if if she yeah. if she can't she can't sleep on her back because they threaten her breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say those boobs are too big, but she said she wanted to be a blow up doll. That and... doctor gave me the heebie jeebies. <laughs> oh, you mean Doctor Lane when he's like, uh, the areolas are a little big. Uh, and yes. we had a bunch of people in our sissy squad say, you know what? My areolas look like cup saucers and I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Mine yeah. are salami sized, you know, like yeah. mine are salami sized, you know, like, and here's the thing. I have big breasts. You know this, you know, She's like, big boobs. yeah, they're huge and they're naturally big. And that's, you know, you could be whatever. I'm just saying from my experience, having naturally big boobs, you're going to have like a bigger areola. Yeah. That's just how things go hand in hand it's natural you You can't be a tall person with small feet you'll fall over (laughs) where your your nipples would slide off your titties if you don't have the areolas a big anchor you need to anchor areola for them titties (laughs) from the from the nips it's true because when you've got a big if you've got a big breast that baby needs a lot of surface area just to latch on yes yes you gotta find it it's too one big blob if you don't show them where they are like you're they're getting the areola is you're getting warm you know it's like you're getting warm this is where the nipple is you're almost there not quite there yet but this is the general direction you know because if you don't have the areola yeah the nipple looks like a mosquito bite you don't even know what it is that is true um on i i'm freaked out by guys with really really big nipples but uh, but <laughs> tiny nipples freak me out too, even more yeah. so. I think they're just little. They're like like little, two little X's. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the 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 rest of this scene is basically like uh, Debbie shouting and Vanessa shouting and 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 uh, and Larissa calls everyone beaches. You ugly asshole. Uh, yeah, you have no, you have a no morals. <laughs> I I will say. I would love Larissa so much more if she just let everyone else hang themselves. And, but, but she's still so reactive. Are people in your sissy squad? And cause I get a lot of this, which I totally get. Like, do people, uh, are people upset at Larissa though, because of her, the fact that she has three kids in Brazil, we never talk about, she keeps having yeah, these surgeries. We get and that. Seem to we be- get that. I mean, yeah, yeah, we yeah, haven't, yeah. we haven't seen, we haven't seen the previous season seasons. So we, we know, oh, I don't know yeah. her from this, but we know about them. Um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm under the. She's, you know what? You didn't watch. Yeah, you didn't, you have to absolutely watch the first season of Colty and Larissa. It's crazy. Don't worry. Okay, we are. We're we're okay. gonna do it in our. In our we, we've been watching Patreon. previous episodes in our Patreon. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. With that, I want to take a quick break. We'll be right back, you guys. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. To all our queens, to Caitlin and... The Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart... And even keep going queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies 
Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. What you missed during the break was Chris Farah deep throating her Yeti mic. <laughs> That's the noise I decided. You know to- You're gonna fit in perfectly. <laughs> all we all we talk about is blowjobs, jizz, dicks, and occasionally the people on this show. I think we were almost. I think we were almost done here. I just want to say one more thing about Jess. Uh, and Colt and Debbie and Larissa. That sounds like Bob, Carol, Ted, and Alice, like that play <laughs> yep. where they all sleep together. Yes. Um, Groundbreaking two people, theater. Two people out there went, I saw that. The rest of people went, let's change the channel. Um, so Colt leans in right at the end and goes, Hey, Jess, how you doing? Yes. It was my blood turned to ice. I, I, it was it was just and like I'm not female, but I feel a lot of empathy every time I see a woman getting kind of creeped out. Uh, yes, I think, like, why are you suddenly being nice to me? I don't. Yeah. What is it's, it? I don't. And she's yeah. like, "Why are you talking?" <laughs> At one point, I would have been like, "Everyone just saw that, right?" I would have been like, "We're all on Zoom, and we we just all just saw that what he just did, right?" That was well horrifying. Sean Robinson comes in with like, "I can't help overhearing." <laughs> really, like, Sean? Bitch, bitch, you're on the same Zoom call. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, so stupid. It, the dumbest. The dumbest. Um, I think I'm ready to move on to... Now, I know you probably say Tanya and Sinjin. On our show, we say Tania and mm-hmm. Sinjin. Mm-hmm. Because that's how it's spelled. I will correct you if you say Tanya. Don't worry. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, there is no why there. You're right. It is an I. We've had, I would love another perspective because last season, if you were to say the name Tania, I could chew nails at mm-hmm. you. Um, because as I've said last season, Tania is your woke friend who you invite to things. And she's like, she starts talking and everyone else goes, why is she fucking talking? I hate her. Why do we invite her? Um, and the weirdest thing is we all know Tania is very intelligent. And Tania has like, I, I also say that there are two Tanias. There is the Tania who is very emotionally aware. And there's the, the one who she hides. That's like, I need, I need love and I need attention. I need a baby in me right now. I need everything that that I know I shouldn't have uh, um, a cerebrally. Mm-hmm. She's like that division. And it's so frustrating to see who's going to come out. Mm-hmm. What What are your Tania thoughts? Because she's she is so, so divergent in the 90 Day Fiance world. Like you either love her or you hate her. Yeah, uh, I will say this. First season, she, you know, she was villainous, you know, like she made no sense. She made this. Yeah, she started the way she literally started off was like, I met this white dude in South Africa, which if you know anything about apartheid or like, you know, apartheid and like what's happening politically there, like, 
yeah, like a bunch of white people in South America. I'm sorry, in South Africa, like um, racist. They live in a society where like the black people are like treated like second class citizens and and they were like the original inhabitants and these white people came and colonized and blah, blah, blah. So there's like inherently like a racist or or, like um, undertone to like where he's from. So when we first met Sinjin, it's Tania being like, you know, he had never really like (laughs) had talked to like brown people and like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to be all about this. But then we meet Sinjin. And he, like, never once has one morsel of, like, a racist moment where you're just, like, this is just, like, a happy-go-lucky dude for, like, is just, you know, in his own way also, and not in the Asuelu way, but also just, like, simple. You know, like, he he wants to, like, have fun, be with his friends, be with his family, drink, make a little money, feel good, have a good time, be happy. Period, the end. You know, like... It's very Jack and Diane. It's just like, (laughs) let's just have a little house and I can drink. Yeah. 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 And then she's the one, honey, so he has to go to America. She leaves him. She, she like, studies being a witch doctor when making (laughs) crazy-ass soaps, honey, with a bunch of, you know, and they're all, like, free-tittied, running around. You know, and he's just there having to, like, break leaves in his mom, her mom's backyard, like... I felt so bad for him. And then, of course, he's just obsessed with her. And then she's just like, you're not my soulmate. So that's how we – yeah, she's oh. like a Lida. Like, you're just like, you're a monster. Then then we see her oh. this season, and nothing happens except they go to his home, and they just keep having meal after meal where she doesn't remember she's not amongst <laughs> her friends. She's amongst Thank his you. friends. Thank you. And here's she's, the thing, too. Yes. Would you – She's unaware. Can you absolutely imagine if at no. your fiance's family, if your in-laws and your family and you behaved that way at a family barbecue where you, brisk, I, it's just or brisk, or, bry, bry, bry. I think the bris is a circumcision, but uh, <laughs> the whole different right. barbecue, cigar. <laughs> Some meat's being cooked. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, that, that was a problem for me. But I will say, she's been, I haven't hated her as much this season, and it's bothered me. Because mm-hmm. I have so much rage inside for previous season, Tania. Um, and to me, Sinjin's been really problematic this season. Um, about kind of not really wanting to do anything. And I really do believe that they're still coasting on their own sexual attraction for one another. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she still thinks it's gonna, it's going to mani- manifest into something else, and it's not going to. Because yeah. we have to remember, he does drink, and so does she. Yeah, this whole he a is lot. drunk. Yeah, she drinks yeah. a lot though too. So, so they get drunk together, they bone all the time. Yeah, and I and I think, and I'm not saying I'm not even saying Sanchez is an alcoholic, but he obviously has issues surrounding alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all, he said. Would you stop drinking if or get a divorce? And he's like, Well, I'm not gonna stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If your significant other, if I had a really, I don't know, my, my guy would have to really be hot if I'd stop drinking, but um, but it's something we could talk maybe about. Like, this bitch doesn't even think that I'm her soulmate, though. So, what am I gonna give up drinking for? Drinking is now my soulmate. You know who drinking? I, they're drinking they were yeah. told I, I'm not drinking soulmate, so this bitch can keep whatever you know her first. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Agreed. I wanted uh, to say, yeah, like th- just for someone who tries to be so woke, she's the most asleep person in the whole world. Like she's asleep. I, I totally agree. And I think too, she was amazed by the edit she got last season. Mm-hmm. And you notice she's been, she, she didn't wear, she burned that pink shirt. She oh, burned God. that pink shirt. She, she's been very careful about how she's appeared on camera all the times. She's almost always got makeup on hair fixed. That's great. Because, That's great. Yeah. She, also, she's she lost some LBs. He she gave did. the LBs. She lost them. Yeah. Uh, he found them. <laughs> yeah. 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 And ate them. And yeah. Like, Drake and ate them. <laughs> and I will say, um, I feel like she's a much bigger catch than he is. I think she's a very intelligent girl or woman. Sorry. I, we've been, we've been trying to say, um, I've been trying to say in my life, not to say woman and say girl. Um, uh, so it, everyone correct me when I say that. Um, so Tania even says, well, I'm someone who dreams of the future and this is someone who's never thought of the future. So it's really hard to like compare these. Um, and that's where y'all, that's what she lives day in and day out. And I'm not saying neither of these are good people. I'm saying they're a bad fucking match. Match, yeah. Period. Tania yeah. wants like a go-getter, bread maker, ambitious man. You know, like she said, she said something interesting during the season, which was continue- confusing a little bit because the first season, she, you know, I was like, well, what does she want to do? She wants to like open up like a what what witch doctor witch doctor soap factory. Like I mean, I don't you know, know. honey, it, but like it, that's what it, it was, I guess. It changes so, from week to week. We never we stopped hearing about. We haven't heard anything about that soap. We who knows how the soap's doing? Okay, <laughs> and then. Uh, now she had something where she's like, you, she says something to him, like you say that you love me and, but, and, and you support my dreams and I want to be a housewife and I'm with someone who doesn't want to buy me a house. And I was like, yeah. oh yes, he doesn't want to buy you a house. This yeah, is not the one. This is, look at, look at him. He's not house, I'm going to buy a house type person. Yeah. Everything, I think everything for her was in theory until they got married and then she becomes, okay, this is how it's going to be. We're going to get a house. We're going to have 2.5 children. We're going to get a dog. We're going to get a fucking minivan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm from South Africa. What are you talking about? Yeah. And, oh, and, ooh, and <laughs> that People have actually told me never to do that accent or an Irish <laughs> accent again. So <laughs> apparently like we have fans who actually know what they are, who yeah. actually oh, yeah. live in those countries. And that we, we do have an Irish, uh, and I think I went, hoity toity toity uh, And she's like, just mm. for, for, she's like, for everyone who listens and for yourselves, never do an accent <laughs> like that again. Have some and respect for respect yourself. <laughs> yeah, have some dignity. You lost it. Um, I, I, I can respect it. Do you think Sinjin's hot? You know... What? He went in and out for me. He went in and out for me. I wish he'd go in and out on me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it. Yeah. I swear to God, he fucks like he fucks good. I am yeah. certain if he's not blitzed. Yes. Um, then he just rolls around. It's not real big, though. It's kind of fat. Now, yeah, it's girthy. Uh, it's short and girthy. It's girthy. Like yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I'm not, I was more attracted to him the first season. Mm-hmm. Short haired Sinjin is gorgeous. 
I don't. I'm not a big hair, big fan of the Beauty and the Beast Ron Perlman look. <laughs> um, for him pining over Linda Hamilton and the uh, the sewers. Okay. Yeah. No, do you think? Anyway. But you think Andre's hot, right? Because I think Andre's hot. Oh, oh, Andre's hot, Chris. Why is he so fucking hot? I I mean, I'm just like, uh five times a week, honey. She gets to come home to that and that baby, and a, and a clean car. <laughs> I want him to pummel me like a jackhammer. <laughs> Is it over? Do you think that her and her crazy ass white privileged, like dumb, stupid, uncultured family, like said all that shit yeah. about him when all I would kill is just be able to like have sex with him and eat bacon for the rest of my life? Like that's all I want to do with him. Oh, um, I well, we 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 went off on. That family's the worst of America, and uh, they are—they are your typical. If you've ever toured Europe, mm-hmm. Andre's or uh, uh, Libby's family are the kind walking behind you in Notre Dame with slippers and asking if they can take a close-up picture of one of the nuns. <laughs> yeah, it's—it's—they're the worst. They're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're the worst of America. We've been big Andre defenders because we want to bone him. Um, yeah. and he's a little, he's, he's tough y'all. He's, he's misogynist and he's, that's just him. But you know what? She fucking loves it. Loves and they it. go fucking like role play. She like she it. craves it. Yeah. She craves it. <laughs> I need to excuse myself in an interior room now. Uh, thinking about Andre. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's hot. yeah, I, I, yeah. I just they they were super gross. I and I definitely don't want them to have a spinoff. And what maybe, of course, like the most irate is that a there are mugshots. Of course, as your listeners know, and as you know, there are family. instances of like Libby's family having um, arrested for like drunk driving or like public nuisance. Whatever. It's like they have like such a trashy past, and they yeah. are trash. And they and I personally feel like. Being uncultured and not having like a graciousness or an understanding or like an empathy and or an appreciation for other cultures like makes you, I think it looks like you are a peasant. So like all of their like um, looking down on Moldova culture and cuisine and peoples, I'm just like, you are trash. I don't care how expensive or how rich you think you are and you're like, dad's one business and all you have to live off of him but you're nothing in this world you're uneducated i mean basic ass people basic ass <laughs> that's basic dumbass. ass exactly the way to describe them yeah uh, uh i'm glad we didn't have to see jen again and her like orange face or honey uh, that dining room that she's she's sitting in front of <laughs> her dining room oh what do you uh, I'm sorry, we I said, know their one is like I'm, I'm going to bankruptcy, but I definitely didn't need you to go and buy every goddamn thing and like put all your like thankful words up everywhere. Ugh. It was totally from Pier One. I I also suggested a couple of pieces from Cost Plus World Market. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, a little bit of the a little bit of the wooden things. That's Cost Plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, like. We're going to talk about Andre. Oh, actually, we, we don't really. Oh. We, can, we can jump to. We'll talk about the sex in just a minute. Um, but I guess one thing: Did you feel yeah. like remember when Ta- Sinjin's friends came on? And they were like, "Okay, well, this is what happened." Like he brought home Tanya, and it was yeah. just like we were all living. We were chill. We were just three dudes living and living our lives, honey. We drink all night long, and then mm-hmm. one of our best friends brings home this girl who just starts 
bossing us around, telling us <laughs> the way we live ain't good enough for her, like American standards, and she wants things clean or whatever. And like, I really felt I was like, oh, like Tanya just came in and like doesn't give an f, does not care how she comes across, you know. No. Like the weirdest thing is how much, how much, even though she loves other cultures and how much she talks about being so woke, she's so fucking American to the core. Yeah. And I think she hates that part of herself because we saw her on the She's like, how do you think you got to America? Yes. It's like that Cecily Strong uh, girl you met at a party on SNL. Uh, oh, and she's like, yes. she's like, this is America. Yes. Yeah. I never thought about the Jay, but Jay, you are so right because yeah, that conversation happened where it was like, oh, you know, I've accomplished things, and he's like, I've done, I've done great things. She's like, well, your biggest accomplishment, accomplishments because of me, like I got you to America as as if that's his biggest accomplishment. <gasps> ah, yes, you're right. She's a nightmare. She is a nightmare, but she, you know, she's, she looks good. So she, looks, I think she's she did look good. She's, a, she's an absolute nightmare. I think she needs to be with the right person. She yeah. needs to be the one. You know what she needs, actually. What, she who? needs a, a man um, who will go, yeah, you're right. You're right. And who she can kind of be the kind of dominant person and who she can kind of like have freaky deaky sex with and do anything, but who has a good job and is a dependable guy and is like her equal in a lot of things. She has a very small rubric of, of a guy she can be with. And yeah. And she probably won't have the best sex with this guy, but it doesn't matter. She needs some guy who she can be in a good partnership with. Otherwise, it's never going to work. She's always going to be telling him what to do, though. That's obvious. Yeah. And whether she finds someone who's a little more submissive or a little more go with the flow, that's fine. It's too bad that Sinjin's, like, opera singing career didn't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Okay. Remember As that? someone this for a living... The fact that you can just be an opera singer without a lot of education or an apprenticeship program, or you can just... He was singing in the mind. You, you know, he's saying in the mind. <laughs> I, 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 I was always speechless when he would talk about this, but this is the fact you could just like audition for a, a regional opera and yeah. they don't get people from other places. It's a circuit, y'all. You have to go to school. You have to go to an apprenticeship program. And then you have to get an agent. Ask Alyssa Albertson. She's in our squad. Um, and I think, oh, what do you think about his friends? I think his friends are hot. Sinjin South African friends. I um, didn't think they were hot. No, I wouldn't say that. But I thought they were cute. It's and, been, you know, I've appreciated it's been quarantine that. quarantine for me. So I would <laughs> basically fuck Danny DeVito at this point. Ooh, uh, yeah. Girthy. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> Dan DeVito as the penguin in in Batman, I would fuck him. Oh, honey. That then might as well as a fuck Ed then, if that's what you're gonna do. There's something uh, gross about that. Yeah, there's there's a lot gross. A little bit, just a little Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. So I think that's about it for them. There's a lot of crosstalk between the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we can talk about, we, before we get to Angela, let's talk about the sex. Great. So Sean's like, so since this is the newlywed game, <laughs> let's talk about how many times we make whoopee a week. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to have cards and be like, like when the guy puts up one and the girl puts up one, they see if they match, you know? I mean, I was like, 
I guess we've run out of things to talk about. I'm surprised that Sean wasn't like who usually initiates it. And it could be like, you know, Eric could be like, Larissa. And like, Larissa would be like, me, you know, or whatever. Crocodila. Um. <laughs> That's, this is another reason why, sorry. Another reason why we know Jess is showing up and just like doing this for whatever is because she's now already married to some dude married. that she met through Carmen and Larissa. Like that, I mean. She's already married. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, good for you, uh, uh, Jess. You got yours. Yeah, uh, I haven't gotten so, mine. I know. I'm still looking for mine, too. Mm-hmm. So, Sean basically says, has the pandemic been better or worse for your sex life? Uh, Andre and Libby says five times a week. And I go, that's exactly what I did. Y'all, Chris Spear just licked her lips and I'm thinking about doing the same. And he's like, I have to do my job, right? And I'm like, yes, you do have to do your job. Heidi Clock in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will say, as much as weird faced, I would say Elizabeth's mouth bothers me. It's like mm-hmm. her mouth is upside down or something. Mm-hmm. It's um, tiny and upside down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah, it just always bothers me. Like she, it, with all her bitching and moaning about her family and how Andre doesn't uh, want to work and how she does the stuff and Andre takes care of the kids. You know what? She's getting that fucking like Moldovan D and she fucking loves it mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that turns that frown upside down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. only time she smiles is when she's getting banged, y'all. Yes, she bangs. Yes. bangs. Yes, yes. Yeah, and five times a week. I love that you said that. And then Sean Robinson's like, well, sometimes you can s- subtract too. Is that right? And he's like, oh, it's different every week. Now, we didn't <laughs> talk about this and this is like their whole thing was – it is hard for me to remedy this. It's like, if you want to be in a traditional cisgender relationship, yep. if you want that, if you want to subscribe to traditional gender roles, then we would, then we, then with what we know, right? The man, make, man comes home, he brings home money, he has a job, and there, thusly, he sort of makes decisions for the household. And the women... Right after giving birth to the kids and then having to feed them from their body, which still happens, you know, and tend to them. And they're like, mm-hmm. if they don't have a job, they like, I mean, truly I feel like women usually make decisions anyway, or they're, you know, like kind of like really frame the decision. So the men yeah. choose, but the women are like, yeah, but it's between these two or whatever it is. He does not bring home any money. And yet he no. does want to make all the decisions. And I think it's that. A problem. I don't understand why he isn't more like I. It's a problem. Exactly, it's a problem. I also want to make money, but I have to wait for this or whatever. But he's kind of like, no, I'll make decisions and whatever's happening. She's making more money, so it's fine. It's like, no, you should want to make money. You should want to make more money too. You know. And I feel like, yeah, and I feel like that's one part where he can't even argue. And if 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 she were to say, why don't we try? We, we will switch completely. I'll stay home with the kid. You go out and work. And they would just say, let's just try this. Let's experiment and see what we think about this. And they could finally see it from the other side for one time instead of her saying, get a job. He's like, I take care of kid. Get a job. I could take. So maybe they could do 
like a Wilma Flintstone, Fred Flintstone, where she goes to the quarry and Fred is like washing dishes and he doesn't know what to do. But it's not that funny with them. <laughs> not as funny. Sexy, less not sex. funny. Not, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And then Eric, uh, Tanya and Sinch says there's four with foreplay. They have mm-hmm. four, because you're right. They're exactly right. They have a couple drinks. He gets horny. He bangs her. And she yeah. likes the sex. Yeah. Um, she's also drunk, because she's also drunk. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Eric and Larissa five okay. times. And everything regular else is sex. Foreplay. Yes. What Wait, is Dana, regular sorry. sex for or the other times is foreplay? What is regular sex? Is that just missionary? And the other stuff is when like uh, he's hanging, he's hanging down in a sling, and you're pegging him. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wanted to know. I'm like, okay, so blowjobs. Like, does that mean like you're not counting blowjobs? Are you talking only like yeah, virginal? You know, like sex yeah. goose. You know, like what is it? But I. And also to have Larissa be like, Eriki has so much experience with multiple women. You know, I just... I don't and boys. That. Yeah, I... He, yeah, I will say, I've been that. with some bi guys. They are wonders. <laughs> they know their way around the equipment. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. And they are pretty uninhibited about it. Mm. Um, uh, and because they've just, they had been experienced. And mm. the bi guy will, are, are they're with a guy for one aspect, and they're usually with a girl for another aspect. Um, but yeah, uh, it's like they're with they, the guy for like, like because guys can just do like guys talk their own language, honey, and they can just like don't have to you know the and, like all the really well. You know the equipment. Yeah, you don't have to like play all the games. You have to play with females of like talking them into certain totally. or whatever. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm willing. I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm I'm seeing every dick as a lifeboat. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> send him a dinghy. Oh, yeah. Send him a dinghy at least. Yeah, man oh, overboard. Yeah. Man yeah. overboard. <laughs> every Honey, dick first is like mate, a send him a captain. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, and so. Colt, uh, th- she basically talks to Colt a little bit, and Colt's like, "I just need to say, this is the this was my least favorite quote of the entire thing. I just want to say, I love to beep, which meant I love to fuck. Um, and for those who know why I say fuck that way, it was because that one guy time I hooked up with a deaf guy, and he said fuck. <laughs> Chris's eyes just sparked. I'll tell you the whole story when we're done." I, I won't even go on. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my god. That's um, so I always say funk. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day, this is when if we ever get it, if Matt and I ever get a TV show, this is why all these episodes are going to have to go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'll anyway. describe every part of like anything we've ever done. Oh, you know, oh, like, totally. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. you're never gonna be able to find those. You need to download them and just share later on. Yeah, screen grab them now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're talking about, and Angela basically said they, uh, he and Michael had thirty eight. They did thirty eight times in two weeks, and I said, "Wow, think of the chafing." Yeah. There, or how much lube that was. Oh, she had to bring probably a bucket of lube. 
Yeah. She could have used boy butter. Boy butter, you should sponsor 90 Day Gays. But what if she just, re- honey, what if she has that WAP? That WAP, 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 WAP. Maybe. I, but let's be honest. She doesn't. No, she it's... doesn't have an egg. It doesn't have a WAP, honey. Things she doesn't have. <laughs> the ability to bear children, nor any it's moisture. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one little witch somewhere in her like cervix, just like roaming, roaming around, honey, with her like gray hairs bouncing in the breeze, honey. She's making sure God it's all fine. So you're an Angela fan. Mm-hmm. Tell us why you love her because Angela definitely has her distra- detractors. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Angela and I have a lot not in common, you know, right. like um, she's not someone who I uh, would, I, I don't think that I could go on a long road trip with her. I don't think that I could deal with her. She's very dramatic, very loud, and she can be mean and biting and incredibly rude and trashy. And yet she also has a warmth and utter joy that is palpable not only from her, but radiates to other people around her. The way that she interacts with Michael's mom, the way, you know, like she's like, I forgot the word that she uses for Michael's mom or whatever. Oh, she, I can't remember being, either. Yeah, for being, you know, for everything we just talked about Libby's family, right? Like, and they're just like hoity-toity, you know, like whatever country club-esque wannabes. They go to a country and they trash on every part of it. Angela Listen, Angela isn't going to Nigeria and being like, every part of it's great. She doesn't want to eat the goat head or whatever. And that makes sense. But she like doesn't trash on the like culture the way that a lot of these other Americans, including Lisa of Lisa and Usman did. You know, yeah. like if you oh. have side by sides of Lisa and Lisa's wedding there in her garb and Angela, two different women like, sm- I mean, like. Angela is like actually smiling and having fun at her wedding and like talking to people and she laughs and you're like, oh, that's a genuine laugh. We know what those, you know, like, so because of all of that and because of the fact that she, for some reason, tends to be like somewhat natural on camera. And also I feel like I distinctly understand her utter wants and needs in a super objective way. She is an empathetic character, you know, and all of the like stuff I don't like the Trump boxers and like the fact that she, you know, whatever it is, it's like, give me Angela. She is the most real and most well-rounded character. I think of the nine day universe. I think that's a really good defense of her. And I could, and I, I've heard some people say they don't like her being abusive they there have been there have been times this season where she's been pretty awful, um, but I'd still understand it. But you're exactly right about the joy that she brings to people around her, and I think that comes from there's something about Southern women, especially that kind of deep South, where it's mm-hmm. like you're, you are there to bring joy, and yes. you have to keep everyone happy around you because yes. life is shit where you are. Yeah. Yeah. She's a and tough woman. She has like that Southern kind of like grit yeah. to her. Like, you know, yeah. like she's like a tough matriarch grit. Like she has to be there for her mama. She has them kids, honey. She's been taking care of Scotty's kids right. and Tyler's kids. They all live in the goddamn same house. You know, she's like working as a nurse or whatever. I don't understand how she makes any money whatsoever. I don't understand how she even lives. You know, no, like, it's she's a home health aide. She's not a nurse. She's just like fucking hospice. Um, what she tells you, see, she sees some shit on a daily basis, literally some shit. Like she sees people shit themselves. Yeah. She has to Um, clean it. 
And, but I think that makes her really strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, uh, so what do you, do you think Angela and Michael will make it? Um, No. And I think that (laughs) the last moments of this tell all were very hard to watch because Michael has always been very upfront and we have talked about Michael's want for a baby a lot. And I think that, you know, whether we were super clear of whether it was his desire or his family's desire, I think that like this, this tell all like made it sure, like it isn't like his family's doing this and he is not standing up to his family. And he's like, it's because it's not because they want this for me. It's because it's right in his mind. It is right for him to have an heir, you know? And so I don't understand, you know, this is where it gets confusing with cultures because in one hand you're like, okay, well, Michael, why don't you understand that she's old and she can't have a baby? And it's like, yeah, person saying, Angela, why don't you understand that he's from a culture where he could just have a baby with another woman? It's not a big deal. You know, and right. so it's like there's a miscommunication or an understanding. Angela's like, in Angela's mind, she's like, I don't want Michael to bring, I don't want Michael to come to America, find some woman, and then bring that child in the house. And I have to see the woman oh. around, and I have to see the child, I have to take care of the child, feed the child, give money to the child. It's like, to me, it's like, I talked a lot with my with my subscribers last night in my live, like, what is the best situation? And one person, her name is Pamela. I hope it was you, Pamela, said the best situation would be like if two lesbians could give, could give <laughs> like I don't know, like somehow like be a surrogate or like give him what he needs, and then like she wouldn't feel like threatened by them sexually. Angela, that's you know? dead on because she's her. Angela is a woman driven by fear. Mm-hmm. Fear motivates her more than anything else, and the idea of having another woman who's younger in her house. No. First of all, she has to have them live, live under the house with her, with the no. same roof, because she'd need, need to make sure her baby is being taken care of. And Michael living there too. You can get an erection or whatever. And uh, it she's driven by the fear, number one, the fear of losing her, her, her husband now, the fear of dying, and her mother's death even made it even more, and the fear of dying alone even worse. So she's driven by that. And then Aunt Lydia comes in, not the one from, um, as I always say, not the one from Handmaid's Tale, not Anne Dowd. (laughs) I don't think Zach's name though. No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can't come apart. I saw, uh, I saw Anne Dowd in a play um, uh, about a year ago. <gasps> and uh, and it, and I wanted to go up to her and saying and and saying, you know, there's an Aunt Lydia on television too. We talk about you all the time. I said I've name checked you several times on the podcast, but I didn't want to like hang out and stay around. Oh, too bad. <laughs> in my like, dream, you would away from me. In my dream, she'd be like, yeah, Aunt Lydia, if Angela's, let's talk about it. You know, she'd be like such a big, big nine day fan that Ann Dowd. Yeah, look up, look it. up, Ann Dowd. Ann Dowd is pretty spectacular. If you've never seen the leftovers. Um, and Dowd kind of made the leftovers um, as her uh, that kind of like terrible person. Uh, anyway, Aunt Lydia basically is, has suggested IVF and she's suggested all these things. So like, and we all know how expensive fertility treatments are hundreds of thousands. Yes. Um, I have friends who've done it and they say, yeah, we were thinking about doing house payment, but we decided I have IVF anyway. Instead, so crazy, yeah. You know, and so, 
basically, you guys and and Sean is trying. Sean Robinson is trying to get at this. There are two options here. You do surrogacy, because Skyla, or you do Skyla's egg. And Skyla said already, you ain't getting my egg because that's like my child. Now, the fact that all the other 90-day cast members said, I side with Skyla because no one should be pressuring you for your motherfucking egg. And I agree. Your genetic material. Angel's like, it's basically my egg, though. And he wouldn't even have eggs if it wasn't for me and whoever your daddy is. I like (laughs) Angela. I'm just like, yes, girl, you live with Angela, though. You can give her an egg. By the way, like, you know. (laughs) You can just give her an egg. I'll take it out of you when you're sleeping. She'll tote it. Angela totes, you know. I just I felt really bad about them all coming at Skyla because that that's a that's a choice, and especially if you especially if you and Tania's like I'll give you an egg, Angela, um, and 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 it's like that's nice of you, Tanya, but um, we don't need no Yankee eggs up in here. Mm-hmm. All of them curly brown curly brown eggs. <laughs> I wouldn't have no Connecticut. It's like a Connecticut egg, yeah, a, a Connecticut egg in court. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good way, great movie. Ah, uh, I love the movie, I love the book, so good. Denny you K, right? Denny K. Yeah. Am I making that up? Um, That's ben Crosby. Yes, we just. I think so. We just alienated about 90% of our listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> also, now they're like, oh, we didn't know that this podcast was now hosted by like two ancient dinosaurs <laughs> two old gay men <laughs> two, ha, like we're gonna make a reference of from like a, that movie is old you know like yeah. someone just someone just said it, on your amazon wish list it just uh madame Usel just popped up because you listened to yeah, this podcast. yeah yeah I, yeah uh, I felt bad for michael the whole time and i felt i felt bad for michael because michael's like this whole time you've been saying we can do ivf though like i don't understand yeah. and now she's like turning the corner she's like no we can't do ivf you know how expensive it is and if i you know because you're gonna spend all that money doing that we can't do the things i want to do like hack the himalayas hack she keeps saying <laughs> how much what you're like she does she's like what are you guys what are you gonna be hiking what you know Angela's firmly in the no baby camp now. She just she has decided. She's like, why can't we get a dog? She has yeah, decided yeah. that they're in the no baby camp. Michael leaves. He's frustrated. Aunt Lydia's screaming. Anyway, just the way the tell all should end <laughs> of that mm-hmm. part. And that's that's all. Do you have anything else about uh, anything else about Angela? Yeah, just one more thing is that Angela gave us the only moment she so she she said and she discussed that she would beat Tammy up, you know, and like that was a <laughs> yeah. moment of like a warning of violence or a threat of violence. And we all know that tell alls have, have violence yes. and sometimes. And then Angela did what the big oh shit moment for Angela was so simple, but it made me LOL because it's all they could do is, is in a Zoom and be like, Angela gets so upset. And then she just kind of knocks over her computer. You guys remember that? So like, all you see is like, what? You gonna, I'm not going to let you be. <laughs> and the big moment the tell-all was just that computer like goes back, but it was supposed to be like very dramatic that she was going to stomp off. It made me laugh. For what it's worth, Chris Fair is so meta, so, so method that she knocked over her own computer at that point. Yeah. <laughs> just like uh, uh, I, that was the big drama of the tell-all. And they the fact- teased it. They teased <laughs> that moment over and over, Jacob, of Angela being so sad. And she just, and that's all it was. 
We've all been COVID too long when someone taking their computer and it falling is the big moment of the tell-all. Okay, I also said this, and I don't mean to keep saying the things I said last night, but I wish, and I don't understand why they didn't have a bigger oh shit moment. Like, they wanted it, like, just to be like, and my fiance's in the room, and he would come yeah. in or whatever. What honestly should have happened, and I, like, well, I, this is why I should be, like, a consulting producer on this show, is I think that Eric e should have proposed to Larissa. Could you I, imagine I'm if- waiting for it. I was waiting for that it. That made no sense why, like, Sean was like, oh, right before we leave, um, I got, uh, I got an, a private message from Eric that he wanted to um, just be able to say something. Like, Eric, and then he'd be like, yeah, guys, you know, watching Larissa be on watching death's Larissa door. Be on, uh, as it <laughs> was really with to be. Vogue. You all Vogue. see them die. But throw up as much as I did. And she threw up a lot the first night. <laughs> You know, and then he would propose to be a big deal. You know, he get to like, you know, keep the narrative going that they're in a relationship, you know, and it yeah. would have been like big news. We, we Like the next morning, the t- the headline from the tell-all would be like, Larissa gets engaged. And you would have like a reaction shot of Eric and hopefully Debbie. Like that would have been great TV, but it didn't happen. So Sharp, get I, at me. I'll make it happen I, for you. I think, yeah, Matt Sharp, get at her. I think, mm-hmm. I think he's going to, she's going to have to trap him to do that. The I, baby? I, uh, maybe. She's yeah. fertile. We know she has three. She's quite fertile, um, but she's gonna have well, to have a baby after having a tubby tuck, which is ugh. that could be a problem. That you could know, be a problem. Not Let's the best. Definitely C-section, um, <laughs> because Eric Eric will re- will request that it be still tight. Um, yeah. yeah, I I think that's all I, we've got for this episode. Chris Farah, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for jumping in. Like a like a member of League of Their Own. Oh, honey, is she a peach? I have had such an amazing time. Thank you so Yay! much for inviting me. I love of you course. so much. I love Maddie so much. You know, I love the show so much. I'm so happy uh, to be part of the Sissy Squad. Thank you. Tell people where you can find us. Find you. Well, you can. <laughs> yeah, um, you can. Yeah, no, you can find me on all the social media sites. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Chris L. Farah, the L is for luxury. And mm-hmm. uh, you can also, whoo, yes, honey, or Lebanese, honey, or lockdown. You can pick your favorite out. <laughs> um, of course, you can also go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to me there. I am Chris Farah on YouTube, C-H-R-I-S-F as in Frank, A-R-A-H, and I talk about this show and other shows. And also, I'm on Facebook. Um, if you want to, I mean, if you're on Facebook and you want to join another group, uh, my group is called Vanity Farah, and we talk about this Ooh. stuff show and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And y'all, uh, uh, when we're, well, we're, we're talking about it, um, make sure you follow us at 90 Day Gays. You can go to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 90 Day Gays. And also, you know, if you're if you're so willing, Chris, are you on Cameo? You should get on Cameo. Uh, oh, on- I want to, or Fancy. I want I want either one to be on Cameo. But go on, yes. Is Fancy? Or, or, can you imagine? You should do Fancy, fancy OnlyFans. Yes, no, fan- should do it on OnlyFans. Yes, I love that idea. I just had it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I noticed uh, Jake and I do this dumb show sometimes in, in normal COVID life, and that her name is Fancy. This show, you can follow her too, but I want to make an OnlyFans for her. Yes, I can see it now. Break out the corset this evening, and you guys. One big reminder: this is the last day to register to vote in a lot of states. So make mm-hmm. sure you do that if you are not already. Check if you're registered to vote at vote.org. You know, and make a plan tonight. Vote by mail. 
vote vote early do anything but just make sure you have a plan because you need to motherfucking vote oh mm-hmm. it's time and bring and, a millennial and bring, bring, bring like millennial. that's another thing is like can also for everyone like our age around our age we're gonna vote but like yeah. try and reach out to a younger person and be like yo 23 year old john what's what are you doing on november you know like get a get some millennials to like reach out to your millennials and get them like involved in voting that's what we need we need younger people to vote amen totally and you guys um remember these people are these people just like us they're lonely hearts like all of us out there and if you have ever eaten a huge box of popcorn while someone makes a confession to you call us Bye. Can you send me $100,000? Thank you. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com